Welcome to the Ferris Love Shrine podcast, where we share spiritual and practical ideas for how to live family life with a beautiful, self-sacrificing love. In this episode, we're talking with Sterling Jaquith, life, or sorry, a Catholic mom coach. Welcome, Sterling. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're excited. We're going to talk today about moms, overwhelmed, stressed out moms, and how we can manage that, decrease stress, all of that. That's kind of your forte, right? Absolutely. Good. Um, so I wonder, let's start big picture. What would you say like in today's culture or what is it about the culture that has moms feeling so stressed and overwhelmed, maybe more so than even previous generations, maybe more than their grandma or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's different now. And, you know, nowhere in any history did we build cultures that are so isolated as much as ours are. And so, you know, we now live in a neighborhood where there are no neighbors that for most of us that you would want to be friends with. So we used to, especially in America, most families were kind of Christian. Like most families were kind of Christian. America was kind of built on that. And there were some, you know, buckets there, but still you would let your kids leave your house and play on the street with most of the people who lived in your neighborhood. And Mm -hmm. you could just walk over and have coffee with your friend, Jan. And it might be for 15 or 20 minutes, but it filled you up. It made you feel connected. And you could talk about things like potty training or a strong-willed child, and you could gather information. And then of course, you know, hundreds of years ago, that was the version of washing clothes together. Women would get together and they would wash clothes and you would just ask advice about your marriage and about how to cook food and about parenting. And so you didn't do it alone. Mm -hmm. And then we took all of that away somewhere around the nineties. We started getting really paranoid about letting kids outside. And then the internet happened, which may have added to our paranoia because we went to the internet and we're like, kids are being kidnapped all the time. Yeah. Of course, that's not statistically true. Um, and, and then really families stopped believing in God. We stopped mm-hmm. really statistically. If you look at the United States, it's a very small percentage. And so we started seeing things that we didn't like. And we didn't want our kids to go play with the neighbors. And so we were like getting a little more paranoid and not loving what we were seeing. And we created this isolation for ourselves. Mm. And then we started going to the internet and we started watching social media and reading all of these articles, which are a very curated form of information. Mm -hmm. And it started making us feel really anxious. Sure. Right. And then we're eating crap food and feeding our eyes with really terrible stuff. And no wonder we're all so unhappy. Yes. Like it's not mysterious, you guys. It's not mysterious. I'm not like, what happened? We know exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. And so the question is now that we have awareness and God will move your heart to Mm -hmm. awareness at the time that's right for you. And he does that Mm -hmm. about food and he does it about television and he does it about all these things. He moves your heart to awareness. And he gives you the fortitude to Mm -hmm. change who you are, how you're showing up in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want you to feel bad if you don't feel ready. Okay. If you're still eating Mm -hmm. Taco Bell and watching, I don't even know what people watch anymore, but something on television, I want you to give yourself a little bit of grace. Mm -hmm. And he calls you to grow the way he wants you to grow at, Mm -hmm. at a certain time. So I have been through a huge transformation in the last 12 years of being married. First of all, I wasn't raised Catholic at all. Okay. So I didn't become Catholic until I was 25. And but I was still pretty standard American stuff on on all the things when I was 25. Um I didn't want any children for most of my life. And so when I converted to Catholicism, I told my husband, I said, "All right, I'll have two kids." 
I'm not doing this Catholic van thing. I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> but ironically, I had had a a bad experience with birth control when in my mm. early 20s. And so I had mm -hmm. already decided not to be on birth control, not for Catholic oh. reasons, which I think yeah. is interesting. Yeah. And so I knew that when I got married to my ultra conservative traditional husband, that we would not mm -hmm. use birth control. I just thought that that would be easy. Mm. I guess I just thought, oh, I'm just going to chart my cycle and I would know. Yeah. Um, but I did not. And uh, I had six children in eight years. Wow. And it was very, very difficult. And I am not naturally maternal, right? I didn't want to mm -hmm. do the baby thing. So I just right. kept getting these kids in a living room by myself. And it was horrible. And I loved them. Mm -hmm. And I felt like God was calling me to that, but I was extremely unhappy. Sure. And that was true for a long time. And I have been in business for a long time. I've read a lot of self-help books since I was young. Mm -hmm. And I would read these books and they would hype me up. I'd be like, yeah, yeah I'm going to do that. That's amazing. And then I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do what they were mm -hmm. saying. And so sure. it wasn't until two years ago, I met a life coach and I was like, that's dumb. I don't know what that means. Life coaching sounds really stupid and dangerous, right? I didn't, but this woman that I was talking to, she was, uh, went to Franciscan in Steubenville and she was a very faithful Catholic. So I was like, all right, I'll talk to her. And so I talked to her and after our conversation, I said, what Jedi mind tricks did you just play on my mind? Like, and I said, can I read a book about that? Because that's really my response to most things. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, I can't really read a book about that. But why don't you go listen to the Life Coach School podcast? So there's this podcast hmm. called the Life Coach School podcast, which okay. is very secular. Um, mm -hmm. And it totally changed my life. And it gave me this missing piece of mm -hmm. managing my mind. Hmm. And okay. I didn't know that I could manage my mind. I had heard, obviously, all of us hear the gratitude journal thing, right? They're like, sure. oh, you start a gratitude journal, change your life. That is false, my friends. Okay. I understand why we're teaching that. But if you right. don't understand why and how mm -hmm. your brain works, it's just going to fall flat. You're going to be like, thank you for this house. Thank you for my kids. But it won't change anything yeah. in your body it's and true. in your mind. Mm -hmm. And so I learned that our thoughts create our feelings. Mm -hmm. I was like, what are you talking about? Our thoughts create our feelings. And scientifically, we know this. There's a thing that happens in our mind. Mm -hmm. And then you have a feeling in your body. Okay. Mm -hmm. We know that that's the order. And then everything that you do or don't do is driven by a feeling. And we're very bad at feeling our feelings. Okay. You're very bad at that. All of you. I don't need to know you to know. That if I say, what are you feeling right now? Most people give me the big buckets, happy, mad, sad, glad, upset, sure. mm -hmm. right? Um, but it's, it's very powerful to get much more nuanced than that, right? And mm -hmm. to say, I'm feeling really rejected. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling a deep sense of shame right now. Sure. And so I learned how to slow down my thinking I learned that I was not my thoughts. I was the watcher of my thoughts. But let's play it out with a bunch of little kids, okay? Mm -hmm. yeah. So let's say you have some, a bunch of little kids, and you're trying to get them in the car to go to the zoo. And you've sold yourself, mama. You're like, I'm taking them to the zoo. I'm a good mom. I'm going to do this awesome thing, right? But then your two-year-old, nobody's getting ready. They're all complaining, even though you're doing this thing. Get in the car. And your two-year-old, maybe a three-year-old, is 
crying because he wants to wear blue shoes and not black shoes. And you're mm-hmm. just like, that's so dumb. In your mind, you're like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. And he's crying. And what ends up happening is you get frustrated and you yell at everybody. You still mm-hmm. put them in the car. You still take them to the zoo <laughs> and you're pushing them around and they're unhappy. And you're like, they're so ungrateful. This is terrible. I don't even like motherhood. Yep. I, something must be wrong with you, right? Because mm-hmm. all the other moms have it figured out. So it's probably just you that's mm-hmm. a hot mess. And and you feel really guilty and you feel like you're breaking them. And that is a mm-hmm. really common thought that moms have. Like, I'm ruining these kids. Mm. I'm like breaking their little brains or their hearts. And then they're going to have a terrible future. Mm-hmm. We don't know what that means, but we're very sure that we're creating it. We're like very mm-hmm. sure that we're creating a terrible future for them. And so that's just a common, like just a common sequence of events. Yeah. Okay. But here's what I teach moms now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I teach them how to slow down their thinking so that they begin to see the ticker tape that's in there mm, so they can mm-hmm. catch I'm a bad mom and just know that the initial thought that you have just happens. We call it an unintentional thought. Those are going to show up mm-hmm. all the time, but you sure. get to decide whether you want to plant it in your brain and water it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of you are watering some really garbage thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And they're just growing and they're growing. The other thing that is preventing us from being better problem solvers as moms is that your nervous system is blown out most of the time. You are living Mm -hmm. in a pretty near constant state of fight or flight, Mm -hmm. okay? Because kids are extremely loud. And when you've got a house full of screaming, crying kids, and maybe they're all healthy and they're crying in a completely healthy, developmentally appropriate way. But you got a couple of those, okay? You're, the assault on your nervous system from that level of noise is so high. It's true. Yeah. And then we're, we're taking all these moms and we're like, just cut out gluten and take a bath and you'll be better. You'll be fine. All right? It's not happening, my friends. It's not happening because you're alone. No one's normalizing your kid behavior for you. So you're just very sure that they're all messed up, right? <laughs> and that you're not a good mom. Because you don't have that sweet abuela who's like coming over and saying, hey, it's Mm -hmm. okay. And here's what you can do. Or he's going to grow out of that. Mm -hmm. Right? So we have no community to normalize the behavior. And we're just assaulted all the time because the kids are in our homes from the moment you wake up till the moment you go to sleep, which is a very, very unnatural thing. Mm -hmm. Okay? And then from a fight or flight state, you don't even have access to your prefrontal cortex. You do not have access to your thinking brain. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're a terrible problem solver. Right. Of course. You and so we've got all these moms walking around with cortisol in their system. They don't know how to calm down. They're mm-hmm. believing a whole bunch of lies that are keeping in, them in this state. They're Mm -hmm. filled with so much shame because they're very sure that something's wrong with them. And then what do you do when you're ashamed? You hide. Mm -hmm. As soon as you feel shame, you're going to hide from your, from your prayer life. You're going to hide from your husband. You're going to hide yourself in social media. You're Mm going to drink wine all the time. You're Mm going to shop too much on Amazon because you don't want to feel the feeling of shame. Mm -hmm. Sure. And so- Cause that was a very long answer to your question, but like 
that's kind of in a nutshell why everyone's so messed up right now. It's just mm-hmm. because they don't know how to manage their mind. Their nervous system is blown out. And then as a result, the things that we're doing to soothe ourselves are super toxic and really right. available, right? right? So you're just and like- it's so cyclical that you're there oh. and it's right, So constant. that's where we're at. I love you. Nothing is wrong with you. All of us are stuck in this boat. Um, and it is really challenging right now. Yeah. Okay. So next question then I guess okay. is- for all the moms who are listening to this and they were like, dang, that literally happened to me yesterday. I went to the zoo. It was horrible, yeah. whatever. Right. Like, or this is my, this is my realistic life. Like what's step one? Like yeah. how do we get control of those thoughts to then control the emotions and the actions and all of that? Yeah. I mean, first of all, um, you know, I would Google cognitive behavioral therapy. If you just want to go look out and see a bunch of things, you could go listen to the life coach school podcast. I will tell you it is very secular. And so mm-hmm. it's yeah. very worldly, but the sciencey things that they teach are very sciencey. Um, mm-hmm. you know, my podcast does the same thing. My podcast is called made for greatness. And I try to teach all those same mm-hmm. things, but from a Catholic perspective, uh, the metanoia podcast does the same thing. Mm-hmm. She's the same kind of coach that I am. So there are a lot of, coaching resources now for moms Mm -hmm. to learn how to manage their minds. And, you know, that's probably step one is just, just detaching yourself from the flurry of thoughts and watching them and going, Oh, that is what I am thinking. Mm -hmm. That is not who I am. Sure. That's already pretty huge. If you can just watch yourself and go, I'm feeling really frustrated right now. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling really trapped. I am believing that I'm going to be stuck in this life forever. I mean, I think that was the thought that I had over and over again in the thick of those baby years is -hmm. it was so painful. And I just kept thinking, I'm never going to get out. I'm stuck here. Yeah. And yeah, Mm -hmm. it was hard. And Mm -hmm. And I just didn't see an end. Mm-hmm. But the other I'm thing curious. I will tell you. Go ahead. Is now I'm two years into doing this work and it's my job now is I just do this work and teach people how to do this okay. work. But I really have realized that there's almost only one skill that we need, which is to have peace. Mm. Okay. Because I can teach you to feel all your feelings and label all the feelings and all of the thoughts. But if you actually just do this one thing, which is just notice like right now, do I have peace Mm. or do I not have peace? Mm -hmm. Just that that one thing. And then think, what would I need to think right now to feel peaceful in this situation? Because Jesus promises us peace in any storm. Mm -hmm. He promises us, right? Yeah. And you're Peter on the water. And... What happens is as soon as we stop looking at Jesus's face, we start to sink. Mm-hmm. And I tell people that if you've lost your peace, I guarantee you've stopped believing something that's true about God. You've stopped mm. believing that he loves you. You've stopped believing that he provides for you. Mm-hmm. And you've stopped believing that he's with you. Those are usually the mm-hmm. top three. Like, oh, he's checked out. He doesn't really love me because he knows what I've done right? Mm-hmm. He's, um, he's not going to provide for me because things look pretty scary right now. Mm-hmm. And that he, and then the last one is that, that he's just gone. A lot of people, they don't feel him. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, he's gone. He's left me. Mm-hmm. I'm curious 
in that regard of this piece, like I feel like a lot of moms feel like, but but this is just my lot in life to be yeah. overwhelmed and stressed. And like peace is not something that I'm going to have or I'm not supposed to have right now. Like this is my cross to bear, let's yeah. say. Right. And like what thoughts on that or like when you see that yeah. with your clients? So we, have a, we have a course called Overcoming Stress and Overwhelm because it's sure. like one of the most common things that moms bring to us. But here's the thing. Having the thought, mm -hmm. I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of you are just having that thought. And mm -hmm. again, remember, it's optional for you to plant it and water it. So it could have just flown yeah. by, mm -hmm. but you plant it and you water it. And when you think I'm so overwhelmed and then mm -hmm. you feel the feeling of overwhelm in your body, you could do it right now. It's not hard for us to be like, whew, I got a lot to do today and Christmas is coming. And by the way, is the world ending? I don't know. It's squirrely <laughs> out there right now. Right. Yep. Immediately, you can feel the feeling of overwhelm. But here's what I want to show you. Mm -hmm. When you feel the feeling of overwhelm, how do you show up in your life? Mm. Well, you're going to be short with your kids. You're going to be frantic. So this is when you're spilling your coffee or losing your keys. Mm -hmm. Right. You're going to some of you freeze and you just cannot even hang for the feeling of mm -hmm. overwhelm. So you just go into your phone for an hour and mm -hmm. then you'll pop up an hour later and be more overwhelmed because you didn't do anything productive with that time. Of course. And so what we teach is that your thoughts create the results in your life. Mm. Your thinking, what you think about shows up in how you live. So mm -hmm. I could come to your house and I could just watch for a while and pretty easily tell you what you're thinking by what I see. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, that crazy. makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so I just want you to know that you're probably overwhelmed with your thinking. If mm. I sat down with you and said, what do you need to do today? Yeah. And I said, what, how do you need to prepare for the weekend? How do you need to prepare mm -hmm. for the holidays? Mm -hmm. If I just asked you questions and we were both calm, you would mm -hmm. have the answers because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Mm -hmm. So we always have that deep wisdom, that kind of inner knowing Sure. It's not you, my friends. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And he'll mm -hmm. be like, this is what you should do. And <laughs> it's just that simple. But most of us don't hear him because we're so fritzed out mm -hmm. in our right. minds. So I just want to suggest for all of you that the feeling of overwhelm comes from thinking that you're overwhelmed. Mm. It's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that is crazy. But I mean, it's it really, true. It, really shattered my life. I, when I found this, my, my youngest was not even one. So I had six kids. The youngest was not even one. I was already kind of working a little bit. I was a little bit of an entrepreneur at that point. Um, but I learned this and I lost 70 pounds. I went all in on my business and now I make all the money for our family. I have a great relationship with my kids and I don't want to say I homeschool them because we actually unschool them, which is slightly different. So I don't want you to picture me sitting and doing workbooks at the table with the kids, um, but we do educate them at home. Mm -hmm. And my kids are still crazy monkeys, you guys. It's crazy in my house, but I manage my mind around it and I just go, mm -hmm. this is fine. Mm -hmm. You're safe. Right. You can handle this. Mm -hmm. And I don't make their behavior mean anything bad about me or their future. Sure. I'm always like, they're going to be great friends. They're going to be yeah. great. For I don't watch their sibling fights and think, oh no, they're yeah. not going to be close to each other. 
which is what a lot of moms worry about. They watch the interactions with their kids and they think, oh no, they're not going to be friends. But I just want to offer to you guys, that's just a made up story. So you might as well just make up the other version. Yeah, it's true. And when you believe the kids are all going to be fine, you show up as a better mom, which actually creates the kids Mm -hmm. being fine. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Cool. That is pretty cool. Um, I'd love for you. So that zoo example that we use, walk us through what that looks like if you have peace in your life, right? If you're not constantly thinking the stress and the overwhelm and like, uh, what, what would that look like with peace? Totally. So the first thing that I teach women is to really own their choices and love their reasons. So it would start the day before I would look at myself and I'd be like, listen, baby girl, are we doing this zoo thing? And I would just tell myself, you know how it's going to go. They're going to cry. Someone's going to fall on the asphalt. Okay. Yep. Someone always falls Indeed. on the asphalt at the zoo and scrapes up their knee. And then they yes. all want $100 ice cream cones or whatever. Yeah. They don't even care about the animals. I think I love the zoo way more than my kids love the zoo. I just love the animals, right? I'm like, you guys, that's a real giraffe, right? And they just like, don't care. So first I just sell myself on whether I want to go or not for me. And sometimes now I am just the queen of no. I'll just be like, no, I'm not doing that. I already know how that's going to go. It's only dreamy in my mind. Mm -hmm. Right? So I just own my yes or my no ahead of time. Mm -hmm. But I still take my kids and we still do things. And then I know that especially for a bigger outing, I need to start getting everyone ready 30 minutes ahead of time. And I just create now the space for them to whine and the space for them to not know where their shoes are and the space for them to pack up, you know, water bottles. Cause I know I'm going to ask them and they're not going to do it. So then when I ask them and they don't do it, I don't make that mean I'm a terrible mom and my kids are awful children, right? A hundred percent of your eight-year-olds don't want to get the water bottles when you tell them. Sure. Like not a you problem. Oh, exactly. And so- I just decide, is it okay that I ask her three times? Mm -hmm. If it's not, I front load the consequence. If you don't get that ready by this time, here's what's going to happen. But I'm Mm -hmm. super calm. Mm -hmm. And then I'm still calm even if they don't do it. And then now we've got the three-year-old who's like literally crying big crocodile tears over the blue shoes versus the black shoes. Of course. So in that moment, I calm myself down. In my mind, I go inside and I go, you're safe right now? This Mm -hmm. is totally normal three-year-old behavior. Mm-hmm. are we going to give him the other shoes or not? Mm-hmm. Like I just decide, I just right. decide and I don't make it a huge deal and I calm him down, but also because I have the the luxury of time because mm-hmm. I gave yeah. myself that time. Right. Exactly. So then I like give him the shoes he wants, soothe him, get him in the car. I, you know, prep the kids. Hey, this is what we're doing. We're not going to eat ice cream cones. And I don't make it, mean anything about me if they're not into the zoo. Right. It's just for me, right? I wanted to go to the zoo. And particularly we for we lived outside of Portland for a few years and the Portland Zoo is very wonderful. And I loved walking around. So it was like a form of exercise for me. I would walk around and we would kind of kill time. And this was when I had two little kids, which now I look back and I'm like, they for sure did not care about going to the zoo. Um, But I enjoyed it for me and that was okay. And that was okay. And so I just like, and the, I call myself the world's greatest personal assistant. Like in my mind, I'm the world's greatest personal assistant to myself. 
Mm. And I'm just like, what do you need today, love? What do you need? How Mm -hmm. can I set you up for success? Right. And I'm always taking care of myself in the future Mm -hmm. with so much love and kindness in my mind. Mm. And that just completely transformed my life. I love that. I think that's so, and that's so practical too, for, you know, the moms that are listening to this to be like, okay, like I could do this. Like I can manage this. I can think ahead. I can plan. I can give myself the peace, be that personal assistant. Um, I love too, how you talked about like deciding yes or no, like, are, are we doing this zoo trip or not? Like what's the yes or no yeah. for me? And I'm curious, like what advice do you have for moms who are like, but I have to do it all. Like we have to go to the zoo because moms take their kids to the zoo and like, we have to go to the playground and we have to blah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I just did a podcast episode called no one puts anything on your calendar. Oh, no one puts anything on your calendar, bro. You are the only one who does it. You are Mm -hmm. the only one. Mm -hmm. And we're all acting like victims, but a hundred percent of the things on your calendar you chose. And that's where I try to lead women is to the, their, their own sense of agency. Agency means like having control or power. Sure. And so when I'm doing something I don't feel like doing, okay, like a super lame church event and they like put it on, but you feel all this pressure and everybody's going and you don't want to go and you know, the kids are going to cry because it's a terrible time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you feel that sense of like resistance or bitterness or yuckiness in your body. Okay. You could just like feel it. When I feel that now, I just go, whoa, stop. Are we doing this or not? If we're doing it, we own that we do it. And so I, mm, I am the world's biggest wussy pants. Okay. You guys see me on my podcast and in my courses and I seem very confident. So you think that I have this like high level of confidence in public, but the truth is I'm the kind of person that if they got my order wrong at a restaurant, like so wrong, so bad, I would for sure just be like, I'm going to eat it. He's probably having a bad day. Right. Oh, like, I'm so never send my food back. Like that, my level of willingness to have conflict is so low. And so I will just tell myself the truth. I'll be like, Sterling, you are not willing to have an uncomfortable conversation with this person. And that's Mm -hmm. why we're going to that event. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I just love myself through that. I'll just be like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of the top of our work right now. I'm not through that place. And I just sit because I'm really good at some boundaries. And then some, I just take the wussy way out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. But I just, I don't ever now act like someone makes me do something. I'm just like, I choose a hundred percent of the time. For example, all of you pay your taxes. Nobody wants to pay their taxes. Why do you pay your taxes? It's not like the government makes you, but the truth is there's a system in place and a mm-hmm. consequence and you actually don't want the consequence. So a hundred percent you want to pay your taxes. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just a reframe, a but it makes you feel so good when you start mm-hmm. seeing everything like that. And so, you know, if you're like taking your kids to the pumpkin patch right now, mm-hmm. cause you just feel this like cultural pressure to do that. And it's a hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. Just be like, you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm, drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm doing the things that everybody's doing right now. And that's okay. I choose to do it, even though I kind of see that maybe it's a little silly and maybe I won't do that in the future. I just want you to love yourself for every choice that you make. I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. We're almost out of time. So last two questions. One, what piece of advice, like what one piece of advice would you give that you want every mom to take to heart today? 
I will just tell you, everything you want is on the other side of feeling your feelings. The Mm -hmm. only reason you're not doing stuff is because you're scared of feelings. And so if you learn how to, and this is the one thing I want you to teach your kids. If you can teach your kids how to label their feelings and sit with their feelings, like, oh, little Mm -hmm. buddy, I see that you feel so frustrated right now. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to sit with you. How does it feel? Where Mm -hmm. is it in your body? Where is frustration in your body? Mm -hmm. What color is it? Kids love this. What color is it? Is it moving (laughs) fast or is it moving slow? Because the worst thing that can happen to you in your entire life is a feeling. That's Mm. it, my friend. Otherwise, you're going to die and go to heaven. We all hope, Mm -hmm. right? That's Mm -hmm. it. So the the worst thing that could happen to you is a a feeling. And if you can get really good at feeling your feelings, even the ones you don't like, Mm -hmm. then you won't be scared to do the things you really want to do in your life. Sure. For example, let's say you just do really want to stop going to the homeschool co-op. Like you're just like, (laughs) I actually don't like it and I don't want to do it. You're not quitting because you don't want the feeling of being, of being judged Mm -hmm. by other people. You actually don't even know what they think, but you're going to walk in a room and they're going to look at you or say something and you'll just feel like either failure or judged. So you can just sit and feel those feelings ahead of time in your own house and then psych yourself up and be like, that's the worst thing that, that's going to happen. Are we going to keep going to the co-op just because we're not willing to sit and feel mm-hmm. the feeling of failure, which isn't even true, mm. but it is, you are going to have that feeling. Sure. Right. And so everything you want is on the other side of feeling your feelings. I love that. I love that. Okay. So before we go, tell us a little bit about the master's program and that coaching thing that you guys offer for May 3rd. I have a coaching membership for moms and you can come and learn all these things. We have a course on stress and overwhelm and minimalism and weight loss and parenting and marriage and like all the mom things. Um, right Right. now we're doing a three month study on peace, which has just been so powerful. And what our members, we were doing different topics every month and they were like, moms, we're busy and we need more time. So we're kind of moving to this quarterly where we're giving people lots of space to really learn and practice together. And so we're doing peace right now, which is so powerful. And so, yeah, you can check us out at madeforgreatness.co. Um, you'll know if you forget and put the M on the end, cause you'll go to a weird Russian guy's website who sells perfume and you'll be like, that's not right. That's not right at all. That's not right. And then you'll drop the M. So madeforgreatness.co. And we have three podcasts. We have a daily podcast, a daily five minute podcast for moms. Um, and then a weekly one about mindset, all of this stuff that I just talked about. And then I also host a business one for those of you that are called to make money from home while raising your kids. Awesome. Awesome. And can I find you on Instagram or Facebook at all? Yep. We're on all the things, all the things you guys, you can find, you can find made for greatness on all the things. (laughs) Love it. Well, Sterling, thank you so much for this conversation today. I think it was excellent. We'll have to do a follow-up at some point on more things. And I'm sure you have much to say and share with everyone. Thank you for having me. And thank you for the work that you do. And really just, we do need to breathe life and love and hope into the families now because it Mm -hmm. is a very isolating place. And we got to kind of band together and get through this. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ferris Love Shrine podcast. If you enjoyed it, we'd love for you to share it with others and visit us at ferrisloveshrine.org.